Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. The program is Jordan Jesse Go. I'm one of the two hosts, Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Hi, I'm Jordan Morris, another one of the hosts. Great news. We've got an exciting 75 minutes or so of nonsense <laughs> planned for you. Sure. Just pure nonsense. This is the show that delivers pure nonsense. With that The way that you started the show, I thought maybe we were gearing this towards ESL people. <laughs> <laughs> like this is an aid to learn to speak English. Did you know Hello, that... I am hosting now. <laughs> Did you know that I'm an ESL celebrity? No, I didn't know that. Not only did I once record for a, a Craigslist gig mm-hmm. uh, an English language an English language exam for Japanese ESL students, mm-hmm. uh, I also have licensed bullseye episodes to a Japanese ESL magazine. Now, now how you. You know, that proves you've done work in the field of ESL. You specifically said celebrity. Now, I just want to know how that's manifesting itself. Hand jobs. Oh. Yeah. From people from around the world. Well, just people who don't speak English. <laughs> right, yeah. Which is confusing. Or who are new to English. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm I, – but, you know, it's like you take what you can get. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Look, guys, I'm married. <laughs> You guys know what I'm talking about. So if you want to get a, yeah, I have a random sexu- Filipino hand job. Sexually satiated. It's not an issue for me. <laughs> um, hey, I got, wanted to share something with you, Jordan, before we bring our guest onto the program. Please. Um, and this is also something I think a lot of listeners will is be interested in. Is this something that's inappropriate for our guest? We can bring him in. Well, I mean, I just want to know. I mean, if this is inappropriate, I should mention that our guest is a six-year-old. So, I mean, maybe if it's, you know, something of a mature nature, uh-huh. we should leave him out of it. But if you think he's old enough and if you think he's ready, okay, then maybe our, we should bring him in. Our guest on this week's program uh, is a celebrated author. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also one of the co-hosts of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. Uh, Glenn Weldon. Hey. Hi, Glenn. Hey, guys. Hey, not guys. six. Not I, actually six. I did just make a boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Sure. Don't worry. We'll swap your daddy. Good. <laughs> um, so big news. Yeah. Big news. A lot of fans out there have been writing to me looking for updates mm-hmm. uh, about the eyes and nose light. Mm-hmm. Uh, eyes and nose like Glenn, if you don't know. Oh, I know. Okay. It's a street lamp that Maybe. my son is afraid of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, I think he's really afraid of it now. I can't tell. You thought it might be a goof before he was trying to bring you into some sort of imagination scenario? Sometimes it seems like a goof and other times it doesn't. But I think as his mind becomes more capable of concrete thought, Mm -hmm. he's been solidifying. So you're saying it's kind of hard to discern his intent, kind of like the recent work of Shia LaBeouf? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he may just be in the thrall of some Svengali. (laughs) Right, or on some sort of mescaline or Uh, something. Yeah. There's a lot of possibilities. Does your son have a man bun like Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Oh, cool. Do do your children not have man buns? Uh, No, my my children keep it high and tight. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're army children. Oh, okay. I mean, by army children, I mean child soldiers. Really? Your children children are child soldiers? Mm Mm-hmm. Is... It's like I don't 
I don't mean to no, please. cry yeah. here. Go ahead. But is that because you spent so much of uh, your junior year abroad in those war zones? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. Those like perpetual conflict zones, I mean. Yeah, and, and I don't want to give off the impression that they're, you know, they're beholden to any particular side or, sure. uh, or you know, way of thinking. They are soldiers of fortune. Uh-huh. <laughs> they are, yeah. Now, how do we address you as a warlord? Does that make you a warlord? Oh, no, oh, just daddy. Just daddy. <laughs> I yeah. would like you guys to call me daddy, as okay. they do. Oh, okay. And I'm not, like, I don't have an ideology that I'm pushing with sure. them. This is I just, 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 just about the money for you? Yeah, I just kind of manage them. Oh, I'm like a, you're a Svengali. Yeah, well, I mean, more like a, um, um, God, who's the Kardashian's mom? Oh. Chris, Chris Jenner, Chris Jenner. I'm what kind of a momager, okay, uh, but it's a daddyger. I'm more like Beyonce's dad. I do these seminars, mm. like in hotel ballrooms. Oh yeah, on how to race Beyonce. Yeah. So yeah, that's just kind of like if if a warlord needs child soldiers for, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever they use them for, <laughs> not my business. Mm-hmm. I just I will negotiate their rate. Uh huh. And uh, volume, put, volume, volume. Yes, yeah, sh- right. How you exactly. Keep prices so low. <laughs> Location, location, location. Okay, also one of those three things. Uh, Volume, location, volume, location, volume, location. A, B, C. Always be closing. Mm -hmm. There we go. Exactly, sure. And time to lean, time to clean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you're in a war zone. Sure. Yeah, so basically I just just kind of help them, you know, usher off to the next conflict. Um, Do you want to hear the update about the What are we talking about? (laughs) Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. So this is just a quick update, but I'm sure I would like to have someone add this to the wiki. Mm -hmm. Someone did create the wiki, but it has not yet been populated. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, This is something Simon told me uh, maybe two days ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, The eyes and nose light got hurt, uh, but he couldn't go to the hospital because they don't allow streetlights at the hospitals. Well, mm. That's your eyes and nose light update <laughs> for this week. Eyes and nose light got hurt, but he couldn't Blended. go to the hospital because they don't allow streetlights at the hospital. A searing indictment of our healthcare That's system. That's true. He's, yeah. he's going to Thanks, start Obama. Protest. That's awesome. Yes, <laughs> yeah. You have an activist on your hands. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> this, this eyes and nose light universe is, just keeps expanding, right? There are just more characters in this. Yeah, I don't think I've talked very much about basketball light, have uh, I? Yes. Mm. I have addressed there, basketball uh, light. Yeah. Yeah, basketball light's been sort of on the move. Uh, sometimes he's fights with eyes and nose light, but a lot of times he's eyes and nose light's friend. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to solve this and make a kid not be scared anymore, all you got to do is reboot this universe. All you got to do is make mm. him smoke an entire <laughs> street light. Yeah. <laughs> so are you suggesting a reboot of the eyes and nose light universe that uh-huh. is maybe a little bit hipper? Yeah, a sure. A little bit more. Trying to reach those uh, new readers, you know. Sure. Got yeah, to keep uh, rebooting and rebooting because, you know, you got to make it appealing to more people. Should I make uh, eyes and nose light a multi-ethnic teen? Sure. That's what it's, you got the finger on the pulse there, Jesse. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Um, well, we've got Glenn Weldon here. Sure. We've got a great show coming up. Yeah, and uh, the last time I was here, it was, a, you know, a, a non-canonical episode uh, because, uh, Jesse, you weren't here. Mm. Uh, and uh, Oh, yeah, it's nice to officially welcome you into the universe. Into the 616 universe, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm not going to say – I go back with the show. I've talked to both of you about mm-hmm. how far back I go back with the show. Back to your wedding, Jesse. Back to Donks. Back to the taco trucks. Back to Ash. Ashkan? Ashkan. Yeah. Ashkan. Ashkeezy, the Persian R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Exactly him. Uh, and I'm not going to say that I'd keep like an, an extensive uh, Excel spreadsheet about this show. Yeah, that would be crazy. And, and keep episodes and sure. 
file my notes. But if I did, mm-hmm. uh, the the non canonical episodes, different tab. You just put mm-hmm. them. All right, you just put them in a yeah. different tab. No, that makes sense. Not uh, not. Better tab, not worse tab, just a different tab. Just a different tab, tab. Just yeah, a different yeah. Tab. Similarly, episodes like this one where you have a non-comedian as a guest, different tab. Oh. Oh, you would put that on a different tab. I would put that in a different tab. The Susan Orlean, the Mary Susan Roach. Orleans, the Elizabeth Gilberts. Yes, yeah. yes. All, all those people, I, I would say, just a different tab. It's not, so not, not worse. So you, this is interesting then, so maybe you yourself. I'm a two-tabber. You're not the, you're the, are you the only guest to appear in two tabs? I don't know that. That's okay. I mean, I'm gonna have to. Let me sure. get back to you on that. <laughs> two ta- old two tab a, welding. Do you have? <laughs> That's a, like me when I'm dropping acid because I got such a high tolerance. <laughs> Is that? Do you have a like a macro to handle that two I tab do. situations? Oh I do. I do. I just uh, I don't know anything about Excel. I don't know what that's, a macro is. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. a that's a problem with this. Jordan, can you clarify for us? Uh, well, I mean. You, I'm I, more I, qualified I look, to speak about the world of child soldier management. It's yeah. been a long time since I've taken a look at your resume. I sure. mean, it was when I was 19 and you were 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do remember Microsoft Office proficiency being high on sure. your skills. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to ask you to explain macros. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll do it later. Yeah. And if you could do it as a, a little tiny paper clip, that would help. <laughs> make yeah. it easier for me to understand. Sure. A, I, that would be kind of fun, a, a clippy costume for when I have to explain computers. Mm-hmm. That is nice. Do you think there – I mean, I've, I'll answer my own question. Yes, there is. But what do you think the erotic drawings of Clippy are like online? <laughs> Where oh, is he's his definitely dick? fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. And he's got those blinky eyes, so I guess they'd just be like narrowed with lust. Yeah. So oh, he sure. wouldn't be blinking at you. He it would be a be, subtle – He would be ogling you. Okay. I think Do you he would think be... he gets it on with Mavis Beacon or Carmen <laughs> Sandiego? I think he sucks off Microsoft Bob. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's Microsoft Bob? I don't know. It was like an operating system that looked like the inside of your house. Oh. Maybe it looked like the inside of your office. There was like a desk. I remember there was a desk in Microsoft Bob. Uh-huh. Okay. Look, we have a lot of more fun talk about Microsoft products mm-hmm. coming up later in the program. Windows for work groups. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Hal. And we're the hosts of We Got This. The show that offers definitive answers to dumb debates that you suggest. Every Wednesday, we discuss the hot-button topics you never knew you cared so much about, like whether you should put ketchup on a hot dog. What's the best Star Wars movie? Whether it's better to be too hot or too cold. Coke or Pepsi? Best Marvel movie. Which is the best religion? I told you we're not doing that one. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. We got this. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Glenn, two tabs, Weldon. Double tabbing it over there. Uh Yeah. Two tab. That's how my child soldiers uh, kill people. Two taps. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. One in the heart, one in the brain. There you go. Swift, efficient. What kind of like a Krav Maga? Yeah, just like a little... Oh, no. These are two taps with a gun. I mean, they do have hand-to-hand combat skills. Uh Uh-huh. But, I mean, they're, they're, they're... 
I would say that their specialty is sniping from a tight place, uh-huh. like a vent like, that a six-year-old <laughs> can fit into. Oh, okay. So if you are engaging in sort of dense urban warfare, mm-hmm, sure. dense urban child warfare, mm-hmm. um, you're going to want to bring them in uh, uh, for for snipes and mm-hmm. double taps mm-hmm. and some Krav Maga if necessary. But we don't. Hand combat. But yeah, but that's that's high risk. You know what about uh, jujitsu? Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, they're trained in a lot of the deadly arts. Can Cap- any of them capoeira? A capoeira. No, guys. and that's just for show. That's just the fucking <laughs> get laid at Burning Man, <laughs> which I want them to do. I want that for them down the line. But right. I don't. Right I don't now, w- they should focus on murdering. You have yeah. hopes and dreams. That's yeah, good. you're a good father. Yeah, thank you. I don't want to like. I don't. I just don't want them to get sidetracked with like school. Yeah, or I was going to say erotic martial arts, <laughs> which I consider capoeira. So what? <laughs> What? How would you rank the martial arts in terms of eroticism? Oh, sure. Like if you talk about, for example, Jeet Kune Do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll I'll start at the top. Most erotic. Uh huh. Taekwondo. Sure. Right. It's all about kicks, and you know I love them nasty feet. <laughs> you boys know I love them nasty feet. <laughs> yeah. Get them in my face. Oh. Uh, Give them hooves. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm such good friends with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you and QT. Yeah. We'll go sure. out. Look for those fine ladies in flip-flops. Show me them nasty feet. Flip-flap. Show me them flippy flaps, ladies. Oh. Uh, so Taekwondo, number one. Uh. Number two, Capoeira. <laughs> because of its dance moves. Sure. Right. Uh, and then all the rest. <laughs> all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> so really... How would you characterize the level of eroticism of all the rest, Jordan? Medium. Out of ten. Not not erotic. Six. Because you're showing off your body. You're touching. You're yeah. striking, right. which can be erotic. Where does sure. ripping out somebody's heart and showing it to them before they die fall in this schema? Uh, not my thing, but uh, mm-hmm. if that's your jam, mm-hmm. you know, go for uh, it. There's a great who, sub- who am I to judge? There's a great subreddit for that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Kalima play, they call it. <laughs> And in Spanish, corazón. Sure. Right. Yes, sure. Glenn, how's Southern California treating you? Oh, hey, uh, uh, just out here for some day job stuff. But uh, you want my hot take? You want my Alexis de Tocqueville in America? Sort of, <laughs> yeah. sort of wow, thing? are you going to Bill Bryson us here? Yes. Yeah, I am. Uh, Notes from a, from a sunburnt <laughs> region. Yeah. I, I am Oscar Wilde, and I have visited the, the States. So mm-hmm. This is what I have come away with. Billboard's kind of a big thing here. Yeah. Um, like a lot. Like you guys know that billboard's aren't a thing anywhere else. I, like, unless you're driving to or from uh, south of the border on I-95, mm-hmm. then it's a big thing. But, man, they're just every... Yeah, I, I, I noticed that uh, in the early days of Twitter, making a joke about a funny billboard wouldn't go over well. Yeah. I'm like, come on, isn't this crammed down your guys' throat? It's it's impossible to avoid. It's sure. impossible to avoid. I mean, like, it's like t- everything is Times Square. Have you seen any favorites? Any uh, favorite billboards? Uh, not so much. I mean, there's, 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 there's background noise. I mean, I did see one for uh, a show I love called My Crazy Ex... Oh, not my. Uh, called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Sure. Uh, which just has... Because it's... Not doing well. It just it just made it seem kind of desolate and doomed, you know. It just made it seem like we really believed in this show once. Hmm. We think it's going to happen. We think I think it's going to happen for Crazy Ex Girlfriend. What the hell else is the CW up to? Yeah, yeah. It should exist in the DC universe. I think that really that could help it. Yeah, maybe her power is song. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
songstress. Yes, maybe she summons, you know, woodland creatures as she sings. Maybe that's a thing she could do. Yeah, that's an easy, that's an easy season two mm-hmm. drop in. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to even talk about it a lot. You can just, you know, you can just mention Gotham every once in a while. Like, yep. oh, let's take a trip to Gotham. Nah, mm-hmm. <laughs> too expensive. Don't want to buy those plane tickets. And then, it's boom, it's in the DC universe. Yep. There's also a Mockingjay billboard uh, where she's, you know, she's got, mm-hmm. uh, she's pulling mm-hmm. back the arrow. And yep. there's flames going behind her and the flames are animated, but she isn't. So what, why, what, what's that for? What are you doing? Hmm. You think, yeah, the, oh, uh, we had a really fun time. I, I just, I hope for you, Glenn, mm-hmm. that you can come back and visit sometime during Minion season. <laughs> God. When the next Minion-related thing comes out, because, ooh boy, do they do it up with the Minion billboards. There are Minions on one billboard, and they have slung a rope to a second billboard over a Burger King, and they're, like, like gorilla crawling over the rope. Uh-huh. It's really amazing. Oh, okay. And certain buildings become Minions. <laughs> Well, you know, there's a, a long history of the interactive billboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was talking about South of the Border, which is this amusement park on the corner on the border of North and South Carolina, which is Mexican-themed. Uh, and Wait. This sounds troublesome. <laughs> hugely racist. <laughs> I can't. Sounds like racist. a concern to me. What? And uh, the mascot is a guy named Pedro. Okay. And he's got mm. a sombrero and blanket. And, he, and there used to be just incredibly racist billboards. And the thing is to get the kids, like – you know, angling to stop at south of the border for the uh, for the day. Uh, so it's all – and they're like Burma-shaped sides. They're just all over I-95 as you get closer and closer to each one – Sure. To it from another direction. And the ones that were nakedly racist, like depicted Pedro up there doing incredibly racist things, they've sure. gone away uh-huh. because cooler heads. But they're mm-hmm. still like dumb puns like uh, the weather at south of the border, chilly today, hot tamale, like that uh, kind of thing. Okay. Sure, sure. The problem is you can't – read a dumb pun like that without hearing the Speedy Gonzalez voice in your head. <laughs> sure. So it's yep. like crypto racist. Yeah. Yeah. It's sure. like they can, they can back away from it. But yeah. It's, 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 what do you – what does one do at south of the border? Does it have rides? Rides. I think it's got a casino maybe. It's got – it's got uh, – it's a hotel. Okay. Hotel. Wow. Yeah. It's skee-ball. Pretty much everything you need. <laughs> yeah, have you guys been to – I went to a place in – uh, Pennsylvania or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where the fuck I One was. One of those. Mm-hmm. It was like the world's most enormous s- sort of ski chalet. Wow. Uh, but it was like- Beautiful Lodge? On, a, no. on an absurd scale. Uh-huh. Like it was sort of like if you crossed a log cabin with, uh, I don't know if a super Home Depot. Mm-hmm. A super Kmart. Let's sure, just say a combination sure, sure. of super Kmart and a log cabin. And then inside there was a water park. Mm. Okay. <laughs> That's something I've seen. Yeah. Okay. America. In Pennsylvania, uh, there is an advertisement on the television when I was growing up for a place called Beautiful Mount Airy Lodge, which sounds a lot like that. And they would constantly show it. And it was just, you know, just people in ski chalets. But the big thing was there was a champagne uh, – there was a hot tub in the shape of a champagne glass mm-hmm. that you would just, you know – Fucking? For, for fucking. <laughs> yeah. Mostly for the fucking. How – that seems like it would be – Fun. Fun. I was going to say problematic logistically. Yeah. It's actually raised above the floor. So mm-hmm. like the bottom of it is, you know, you have to walk underneath it. And then I think you climb into it, which just is because, I mean, you're drunk. That's the only way you go there. Is yeah. Right. Really drunk. And then <laughs> – 
There's also they also have one that's shaped like a Jaeger bomb. <laughs> sure. Right. Where you you sit in a small hot tub and then you are dropped into a larger hot tub <laughs> yeah. and then chugged by a giant. Yeah, it's just one way ticket to heart attacks. Everybody there are all red faced and <laughs> just it's not a good thing. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Land the Scrapple State. Do you make it back to Pennsylvania? I go up to see uh, mom every so often. She's in Kennett Square, the world, uh, the, the number one place for mushrooms in the world. Number one, yeah, Kennett Square. And uh, not hallucinogenic mushrooms. Not hallucinogenic, just button. Just good old just your good old mushrooms. pizza topping mushrooms. Yep, yeah. And it's not like anything because all they are, you just build a mushroom house and you shovel, shovel a lot of shit in it and then uh, then you grow some mushrooms. But it's that's the economy. Wait a minute. There's a mushroom museum. It's a whole thing. Hold on. You said that as though that was the – like as though every American school child in second grade when they're learning – just like just after you learn about the French and Indian War or whatever mm-hmm, – mm-hmm. You learn about building a mushroom house and shoving shit into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this... as though that's knowledge that we all, on our on its face, is is self evident to yep. us. They're shaped like Quonset huts, except they're made of concrete. Uh, and uh, when you are in Kennett Square and the the wind is north northwest, you can tell that you are amid a lot of shit. It's uh, it's pungent. Where do the? <sighs> okay, <laughs> let's get into this here for a second. Good. Where hit me? Do the mushrooms grow <laughs> inside of the a Quonset hut? That's like a like corrugated steel small warehouse, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's roughly it's what that is. Semi circle. It's got a yeah semicircle above the ground, sort of a long cylinder, right? Half of a long cylinder, right? Yes, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, there's a hell of a lot of these places, and just they grow. Where does this? Mushrooms. Where does the stuff? Where do the mushrooms grow in? Under like in the ground, they they just dump a lot of shit into the um to the to quonset, to mushroom houses. And yeah, they, it, they grow in the dark, in the moist dark. There's no lights in there. Mm, well, I mean, for the mushroom workers. <laughs> you mean little, the you mean the, the gnomes and elves? The, the oompa loompas. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're I'm imagining called... a race of tiny people that <laughs> that work these things. Jordan, have some respect for working people. They're called shroomers. Yes, oh, exactly. yes. Called shroomers. excuse excuse me. Um. It's proud history. It's one of the things you learn about in second grade if you go to school in Pennsylvania. So it's just a poop pile. Brian, did you go to school in Pennsylvania? Yeah, Brian. Do you know about mushroom houses? Is that something you know about, Brian? He says no. Brian doesn't know anything about mushroom houses. He went to school in Pennsylvania. Different side of Pennsylvania, Different side right of Pennsylvania though. Yeah, the less shitty side, literally. Are these are these affiliated with the Amish in any way? They're not. Okay, They're not. Kennett Ooh. Square is not quite in Lancaster. It's not quite on the main line. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's just at its own little tiny crossroads. What's their relationship to Scrapple? Uh, I bet a lot of the the migrant workers who work the mushrooms uh, go back and at the end of the long hard day, they get a nice tall Scrapple cocktail and I'm, knock it back. I'm headed to Philadelphia. I'm going to eat some Scrapple. You should. That's my plan. Should. Scrapple's good. I like Scrapple. Um, but, okay. Yeah. But let's, let's, let's You're agree anti. To dis- let's agree to disagree. We're I'm, talking about the sausage dish like and not scrapple? the ice cream topping, right? It's things that are rejected from hot dogs. So? <laughs> it's also corn. There's yeah. corn in there, too. That's wholesome. Yeah, but see, when I was a kid, I... That's the I, power behind Coca-Cola, Cola, the all-American beverage. Yes, of course. But see, I didn't realize it was corn when I was a kid. I thought they were like uh, nails, fingernails or whatnot. Sure. Cartilage. <laughs> so that stays with you. And I haven't... Uh, you didn't tell me some at some point as a curious child, you didn't clip your nails, sweep them into a little pile, and then when mom wasn't looking, <laughs> dump them in your mouth? Come on, you guys didn't? 
I, I, I have. I can't say that I did that. I will say this: mm-hmm. as a child, I clipped my nails, mm-hmm. swept them into a little pile, mm-hmm. killed my pet pig, mm-hmm. took some of its brains. There you go. Mashed it up with the nails, oh, fried sure. it up, and then gave it a taste. <laughs> how how is scra- scrapple is served as a loaf, it's as like a pile? A yeah, like it's a, a slab. Like a, yeah, a, sl- a slab, exactly. Uh, sure. It's a rectangular a patty. Okay. Yeah, most times. And then you, you pour syrup over it. Hmm. It's, it's a syrupy meat product. If you imagine one of those little uh, pumpernickel loaves or something, mm-hmm. but only it's made of half corn, half Pig miscellany. And I, am I wrong in thinking that there's also a dessert topping that is called scrapple? Uh, you think you are. That would is point, it I like would, a? That would sound right dis- to me. Like turbing. Jimmy's. It could be the same thing. It could be people putting pig brains on ice cream, but <laughs> getting a drink from the bubbler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nope. There you go. Nope. Tell us more stories of uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, Mr. Weldon. Uh, well, uh, when I was a kid, we'd uh, go into Philadelphia pretty much every weekend and walk. Well, not when I was a kid, a teen. When I was a surly teen, we'd walk up and down South Street mm. in Philadelphia and go into a store uh, called Zipperhead where you could buy uh, punk rock T-shirts and you could get a store-bought anarchy T-shirt, which was uh, uh, thing you could take uh-huh. to school to show that you were tough. Is Zipperhead still open? I don't know. I really doubt it because, I mean, you know, there are other places to get your Doc Martens right now. Did you ever visit the pins for your – the ghost of Jesus. Benjamin Franklin's house? I did visit the ghost of that, where you can kind of look down into where he used to be. There, yeah, there's like a they the as I recall. I mean, we, Jordan, you went, you went with, we went together that one time, right? Mm-hmm. What I remember most vividly about Philadelphia, besides the vibrant art scene and so on and so forth, <laughs> is this ghost house. Like uh, someone, t- they tore down Benjamin Franklin's house, but then they cleared the land and put up like the outline of the house. Yep. So you would know that Benjamin – and then they built a weird underground museum. And the weird underground museum's main features were a bank of rotary telephones that you could use to call world leaders of the past. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't see why you're confused by this. <laughs> and uh, like a, a roughly square one yard square diorama of the Continental Congress that yep. was animated. Yep. So you could uh, look at it from any point and there was a sound that played and then lights would turn on to whoever was talking. Like a spotlight would go down hmm. on on your John Hancock or whatever. Yeah, on your hand. We call it the Hall of Presidents effect. Yeah. 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 And uh, uh, it is a beautiful uh, museum experience. <laughs> Speaking of the Hall of Presidents, sure. have you guys seen all this stuff about Disneyland adding just a ton of Star Wars shit? No. They're just going to add a ton of Star Wars shit to Disneyland. No, yeah, they sense. bought Star Wars. They bought Star Wars. Yeah, you got to cram the Star Wars shit in there. Do you think we're going to start to see Star Wars characters in the Hall of Presidents? <laughs> <laughs> like, will we get a small speech from Grand Moff Tarkin? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. You could have the Senator uh, Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, sure. He's a senator. He's, he's, right he's a there, senator. Right. And uh, you got a queen. You got a couple of queens. You got a princess. Sure. You, you got, uh, yeah, states people. Yeah. I'd like, to, I'd like a, there to be a general keep them guessing theme. Yeah. With any historical thing going on at Disneyland. So you know how, like, I don't know if I, I, I went to Disneyland not that long ago with, with my children and, and went on It's a Small World. Mm-hmm. And I didn't I maybe I didn't notice this I haven't been to Disneyland in like ten years, but uh they got all the Disney movies, they like worked them into It's a Small World. Oh uh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. 
Yeah, that's a, like so all the you know you see you like rolling through Louisiana land uh-huh. and you see the frog from Disneyland's Disney's Frog Princess or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, did it take you out of it? Well, I mean, did, I did feel, you feel like the did you become Treasure Planet part did, did but... you be, yeah, in some of their lesser movies. Yeah. Did you become more I guess I should say do you, did you become less tolerant of other cultures because of it? Yeah, I did. I mean, I to be fair, I'm pretty racist baseline. Sure. sure. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm like I'm like 80% of Trump. Okay. Like 80% of Trump. Mm-hmm. Like I want to build a wall between our country and other countries, mm-hmm. but I would be okay with like some ethnically themed murals. Okay, mm. and maybe maybe a, a, a trip once in a while to south of the border town. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, just of for some family fun. I actually live at south of the border town. Oh, okay. I created it. <laughs> you, Donald Trump. Yeah, because of my passion for chilaquiles. Sure. It's a breakfast dish. Uh, mm-hmm. the, it's interesting you bring up the treasure planet effect. Uh, I think as – you know, I'm sure if you look around Disneyland, you can see references to failed movies and failed franchises. As crazy as that gets, it will never be as bonkers as the fact that there is still a Waterworld stunt show at Universal Studios. Wow. No, there's not. There's absolutely. You can still go to see a Waterworld stunt show. In 2015 with now? With references to the characters and the movie. Yeah, we could go – after this. Waterworld came out like in the 90s, right? It yeah. did. And was a failure. But you can still go and they still- I remember going to see Waterworld and thinking that wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also remember that as a kid. I remember the, the this is a terrible movie chatter and then liking it, but also being nine. But, but yeah. I mean- And I think I just like the anti-smoking message. Sure. Sure. Do you think that they just invested in uh, water stunts, water-related, like a tank? Yeah. Just say, we need to kind of populate this and until we do- uh, another water epic based. Yeah, right. Until um, the Wet and the Furious comes until the out. Wet and the Furious. I mean, I think it's only a matter of time before that franchise takes to the sea. Waterworld. Uh, oh, Fast, Fast and, and furious. furious. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Get some cigarette boats. Yeah, yeah right. How about that. You know who? How about you know what? They don't even need to take it to the sea. Just take it to the boat show. Right. Exactly. Yeah, sure. That's my money. Mo- and if Vin Diesel's at. there, it's also going to be a gun show. You got uh, it. That's nice. But yeah, the the Waterworld pow, stunt pow. show. They still do the plot of the movie. They're like. They're like, here he comes. It's the Mariner. And then, like, everyone's talking about it. when the Mariner gets here, how cool it's going to be. And there's still a guy doing a dentist. There's, like, a guy, you know, who is a stuntman when he's not doing this, doing a d- weird Dennis Hopper impression as the leader of the smokers. Mm-hmm. And they play out the plot of the movie in a in a, in a a jet ski explosion-filled extravaganza. What's the plot of the movie? I remember there there's jar peeing. Yeah, there's sure. there's recycling your pee. They're looking for dry land. Mm-hmm. Okay, a mythical and the mariner comes to town, and I know this because I've recently watched the Waterworld stunt show. Okay, <laughs> mariner comes to now in the film. The mariner was played by Jay Buhner, legendary <laughs> mariner's right fielder Jay Actually, Buhner, Ken Griffey Jr. Okay, Ken Griffey Jr. Got plays it. the mariner, uh, and he brings us a bag of dirt. Can I just can I go back? Sure. In the film, the Mariner is played by Mark Langston. There we go. Yes, there, sure. That's more fun. Okay. Uh, brings a bag of dirt. He says he knows where dry land is. He's got a map. I think it's a tattoo on someone's back. Yes, a little girl, yes. Oh, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, people are fighting for possession of this little girl. Uh, what one... other things do they have? I've never been there. Mm-hmm. 
Universal Studios. They have a Jurassic Park ride that is not as cool as you would like it to be. Uh-huh. It does have a pretty cool T-Rex at the end. Sure. Uh and, and they you know. have a speed two thing that kind of trades off with the water world space. <laughs> yes, yeah, like yeah, speed exactly. A speed two experience. Yeah. Wait, it's not a just this overall speed? No, because speed two was on a boat. Oh. So I guess it would be hard to justify story-wise. Exactly. Getting going from a ride where you're on a speeding bus to being on a speeding boat. Right. Right. That's called knots. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, you know, Jordan, our friend, sure. uh, past Jordan Jesse Go guest, Stefan Lawrence, mm-hmm. uh, who's married to uh, Biz, the host of One Bad Mother. Uh, Stefan is a theme park designer. They just announced his theme park. Uh, I mean, it's not his personal theme park. Sure. <laughs> it's his theme park. It's it's called Never Never Land. It's in the California desert. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's called 20th Century Foxland. Oh, oh yeah. That, is it, it, it's, it's in, in Dubai. Some, right, Dubai. I feel like 20th Century Foxland is such a garbage name. It's a, t- it's a <laughs> right. little on the nose. I'm not impugning. I don't think Stefan named it, and he's sure. probably doing some amazing work. But yeah, I think it's like Universal Studios. Like, I guess the name Universal kind of means something. It kind of conjures sure. up Hollywood in a way. But but it's not Universal Studios land. I think the land is where you're it really might, objecting to. Yeah, it's yeah. really just like... And the other thing is sort of – this is how I feel about putting Star Wars shit in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's like Disneyland at least sort of has a theme, mm-hmm. which is like uh, – Imagination? Yeah, it's a land of imagination. Hope. Chur- uh, churros? Unnecessary, very small lights. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, – uh, you know, it's like – it's children's – Animated entertainment, you know, it's Disney's the the the, the, the it's of a piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the Disney things are of a piece to a certain extent. Yeah, Frontierland never made sense to me. It just yeah. kind of sticks out there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what is it? What do they have in Frontierland? Oh, just this is this is Disney World. I haven't been to Disneyland, but okay. Frontierland they have the, the Golden Horseshoe Review, and they got uh, some kind of Big Thunder Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, it's and the just getaway all kind of a log flume. What kinds of wagon wheel themed I think, entertainment? I think Splash Mountain, Splash Mountain, the log flume that is themed um, old-time racism. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that is in – what land is that in? Bear that might, land. That might be in New Orleans land. Hmm, There's really? also a New Orleans land, by the way. That's weird. Uh, there are – Disneyland is such a pile of stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. They're really that's that's one argument in favor of having a Star Wars area at Disneyland. Why not? Sure. Yeah. There's a Tom Sawyer area. Yeah. Tom Sawyer I think area. it just it's been around so long. It's like kids are just into different shit. Yeah. And now are they going to shoehorn Star Wars stuff into the Tomorrowland Park? Because they shouldn't. Because why? Because Star Wars happened. A long time ago. A long time ago. There's and a Star Wars land, is isn't the it? They're making an entire Star Wars. I land. think so. I think Star Wars land is coming. Sometime in, you know, the mega future. But I think for now, because Star Wars mania is upon us, Mm -hmm. they are, you know, preemptively cramming Star Wars shit where it was not before. Well, like a 20th century Foxland. Yeah, there's a Titanic ride, isn't there? Yeah, so I was looking at a picture of it. And they got this whole Simpsons land, right? Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, they have that at Universal Studios. It is super cool. And then they got like a Titanic thing or whatever. Just just, like different shit. They're just like, what's the most famous 20th Century Fox shit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, like, I kind of feel like if I'm going to go to a thing, 
Like, what could be more different than Titanic Land and Simpsons Land? Sure. Like, why is my uh, why is my loyalty supposed to be to a film conglomerate? Right. Sure, but that you, you have to apply that same logic to Universal Studios, then, right? Because there's I've never been to, I've never been to Jaws. Universal Studios. I, I think guess, you would have the same. I problem. think yeah. I think the Universal Studios has a like. This is Hollywood. You know, yeah. you are, you know, you do the backlot tour and you can right. see this is the building where they shot this. You see the psycho house. I think it's I think their their old slogan, ride the movies, mm. is pretty it, snort cocaine off a hooker. <laughs> right. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Step on Michael Bay's balls. That's right. <laughs> can I ask you a serious question about hang out with Quentin Tarantino and look at some nasty feats. <laughs> Show me them nasty feats, ladies. <laughs> Jordan, can I ask you a, a sincere question about being on? Have you ever been have you ever been on a movie on a movie? lot nope. uh glenn okay so this one's going to be for you jordan because mm-hmm. i think you have sure when you're on a movie lot which i i'm on a movie lots infrequently mm-hmm. but you know once every couple months uh, i go there for a screening or something like that sure. uh do you find yourself consumed by the thought that you should be uh pulling the plug out of the wall for the electric golf carts and then driving through all the sets like in peewee's big adventure <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't I don't want to create a ruckus. Right. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, I know you're a known mischief maker. <laughs> yeah, well, I have my, I have my band of merry mischief prank, makers, A real certainly. prankster. Quite a scamp. I, I more want to blend in. It is my instinct to pull a wardrobe rack with uh, Centurion outfits on it wherever I go <laughs> yep. and just go about my business but always be pulling this wardrobe rack behind me. So like, oh, this guy's this guy's supposed to be here. Hey, he's, he's, just, he's in charge of those Centurion costumes. Not an imposter. Yeah. He's not here to masturbate on the walls of a <laughs> Disney Stars trailer. What theme park would you like to go to, Jordan? Oh. If you could make your own I will theme say, park. I will say, of course, that, for me, it's MLB All Star Weekend. <laughs> sure, for well, <laughs> the so, total fan so experience. So Universal Studios does have a Simpsons Land now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's pretty fucking close to coming out of my brain. You can hang out at Moe's. Mm-hmm. And the, can you get beer there? You can get beers. You cannot get liquor. Okay. You can get a Duff. There's three kinds of Duff. You can get Duff, Duff Light, Duff Dry. They brew them all there, so there. It's not just you know Miller Lite that they're calling Duff. Wow, this is a unique brew. Mm-hmm. And while you're sitting at the bar, the bartender will periodically get prank phone calls and wow. yell out. Do they sell Laramie cigarettes? And no, cigarette God, machine? I wish they would sell Laramie. Ci- yeah, I mean, just really go, really go whole hog. Yeah, there's Buzz Cola. Uh, you can eat at a Krusty Burger, which is. Uh, kind of crummy, but pretty high up there for for theme park food. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one of the better theme park foods that I have had. So I am pretty happy with Simpsons World. Okay, it's okay. a fun place to hang. Uh, what about you, Glenn? I was thinking about this just seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Tolkien World, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh. But I would bypass. You know, you can go to New Zealand and go to the little Hobbiton, and I don't want to spend any time in Hobbiton. It just seems. Like a like a suburb, right? It just seems. Just I don't seems... know anything about. I I mean, I know that there is Lord of the Rings tourism that goes on in New yep. Zealand, but I didn't know that there was a specific thing that people go to. Yeah, it's Hobbiton. They've kind of kept the set. Oh uh, my! The outdoor set that they created, and you can go in and you can go to the prancing pony or the, all the or the green dragon or whatever the hell it is. And uh, I would not go. Don't pretend like you don't know. Any time there, I kind of do. But <laughs> I would, say the actual name of the pub. I wouldn't go to Adras uh, where the, all the all the horse people are because smell. I wouldn't go to Minas Tirith because dirt. Mm-hmm. I would go mm-hmm. to Lothlorien because elves 
gay. I think that's probably the, the mm. locus of the gay community in Middle Earth. Uh, is this, <laughs> this, now, this is, is this? a theory that you, sir, have been working on since the age of 10. Well, I mean, <laughs> if, you remember, uh, if you remember the first film, when they first arrive in Lorien, uh, one guy comes out and says, we heard you coming from miles away. That's <laughs> like, okay. I think I think we get it. <laughs> it's not it's not explicitly canonical, it's pretty cool. but it's yeah okay. Also, tinkling lights, you know, kind of a, a diva kind of runs it. It all makes sense. It all ties together for me. Okay, Simpsons Land's really good, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Simpsons Land is pretty good. Yeah, it definitely. It definitely feels like. And it's got so many little references. They have an Aztec theater. It's, they they change the Troy McClure movies that are on. Awesome. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's oh, the gift shop out of Bort license plates. <laughs> the gift shop is out of Bort license plates. Oh, my son's name is my son is also <laughs> my son is also named Bort. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to flare up a controversy, oh, but we're right. kind of right. on the topic. Sure. So I saw this going around the internet today, and yes. I think we should probably weigh in. It might right. be old news by Monday by the time this drops, but uh, it's hot. Uh-huh. Do you guys think that BB-8 is a boy or a girl? <laughs> What's BB-8? BB-8 is the rolling droid from the new Star Wars movie. Okay, yeah. Can I you picture that. this droid? I know the guy you're talking about. The guy. Interesting. Mm, uh, so, yo, someone's there. already made their decision. Hmm. Glenn, do you have a thought on the gender of BB-8? People are genuinely debating this. And what about that super fast Ewok? What's that's gender? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, he's a ball, right? He is, yeah. Ball. So. No, he looks like a regular Ewok. He's a little sort of jaggedier. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Aesthetically, and he's super fast. Oh, I haven't seen him. He's from the Ewok adventure. I think he only appears in the Ewok adventure. Uh, he only appears in my vague memories of preschool. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I think... Uh, BB-8, as I say, because he's a ball and we have to kind of go with whole gonad sort of theme, mm. I think if if uh, if there was a droid that looked like a boob, I'd go probably girl. But I think it's very ridiculous. You think he's a testicle. I think he's a testicle. Therefore, dude. Interesting. Yeah. Jordan, do you have – I mean it sounds like you've got a strong opinion on this. Well, I mean I think when I see BB-8. You don't see anything to suck off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What am I going to put in my mouth? Yeah. He ain't got no nasty feet. (laughs) I think he – I'm going to take a third position Uh and that is that I think the way that he locomotes, Uh he rolls. Right. I think he is a metaphor for the fluidity of gender. (laughs) So I think he is a droid that exists between genders. Uh I'm not about to try and put him in a box Mm -hmm. and I don't think anybody else should either. Yeah, I've read about that in New York Magazine. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. About I, people putting droids into gendered boxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On college campuses specifically. Yeah. I think he should use whatever bathroom he wants to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should make a droid bathroom because I don't want to pee with no robot. Yeah. <laughs> you know I don't want no robot looking at my crank. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to try and crank it probably. There you go because it's right there. Because it's... It's in his nature. Right there. It's in his nature. Uh, Glenn is. I. I was. Re- that's. Do you think that's oh, what? Sure. Do you think that's what? Uh, uh, former Houston Astros slugger Lance Berkman was really worried about <laughs> about droids yeah, in the yeah. locker room. He's, he kept saying it would be disturbed men going into women's rooms, mm-hmm. but that was just a dog whistle way of saying oh. there's going to be robots looking at your crap. <laughs> <laughs> 
Seems likely. Yeah. yeah. C-3PO, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, this, maybe that even kind of answers my next question. I said, you, as, a, as, a, as a young sci-fi fan, you kind of you felt like you noticed kind of coded gay language in Lord of the Rings. Is there anything like that in Star Wars? Uh, well, you got 3PO. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah okay, that's, sure. That's, it's pretty it's, – I, I would say it's almost text. Okay. I mean, he's English. And you know, there's there's that blurs, <laughs> but no, I think it's clearly he's he's just too a feet. He's a protocol droid for fuck's sake. I mean, <laughs> he's you is, know. is 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 R does R two have a gender? Uh, R two seems the more butch of the two. Okay, yeah, but you think they're companions? I do. Okay, I do. That was the joke in the Mad Magazine. Uh, called, I can't remember what it was called. I wish I could remember the title of all these. Star Black. Yes, probably. <laughs> Black Wars. But the, the joke is, <laughs> you see the scene of them uh, walking away from the uh, uh, escape pod mm-hmm. and uh, C-3PO says something like, uh, take my hand, I'm a stranger in paradise, right? You sure. And R2 says, uh, uh, just my luck, I'm stuck here with a fag robot. Because it oh, was 19... Oh, no. wow. That was 1970... Oh, no. In Mad Magazine? In Mad Magazine. For oh, children. No. No. Children. Slurs for children. No. That's where I learned my hate. That's where I learned my hate. <laughs> sure. Directed it inward. Oof. Talk about black, huh? See, I remember that Jeez. clearly. Like, yeah. that is, that is, yeah. When that... you said the 3PO line, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's even kind of sweet. And yeah. then the other thing was awful. Yes, yes. Oh, my. So maybe R2 is really internalized homophobia. The maybe only he thing. he just hates himself. Maybe it's Jeez. a whole Brokeback thing going Yeah, on. yeah. Could be. He's... He's down low. Yep, yep, that makes he, sense. It's literally, literally, literally down low, but also, yeah. uh, it's possible he's out among the other robots on that spaceship full of robots that he's on at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember that? It's like a space fall, spaceship full of robots. Sure, they all look like garbage cans. Yeah, yep, different garbage can guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, can I tell you guys an idea I had a little earlier? Go. Oh, can I say the one thing that I remember from Mad Magazine yeah, of course, as a child? Yeah, yeah. Less upsetting. Okay. Yeah, uh, I remember. Their full house parody, oh. and Stephanie Tanner was step on me, Tanner. Oh, see, and I, I feel like I cried laughing at that. <laughs> anyway, that's like my one core Mad Magazine memory. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think it makes up for the R two thing, which no. is awful. Anyway, Jesse, uh, just I had this fleeting thought, which is the uh, Houston Astros great. Uh, whose name most resembles the name of a robot who mm-hmm. would look at your crank mm-hmm. is Craig Biggio. There we go. Oh, sure. Nice. Craig Biggio. <laughs> okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Glenn Weldon, rootsy songstress. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Really? Do you guys read every... Like person. a Mary Gaucher. <laughs> like, like, do you guys read every uh, Twitter bio of people who follow you? I do. And one of the people, uh, I, even the eggs I read. Uh, I, don't, one of the people, I don't have the time, Glenn. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, said Rootsy Songstress. And I thought, well, that's not a thing you call yourself. Yeah. That's not even a thing like – That uh, should be a quote from Rolling Stone. Pitchfork or yeah, Rolling Stone. Sure. Right. But uh, Thompson, Stephen Thompson, uh, uh, he's an editor at NPR Music and he has eliminated the, the word songstress. He just hates that word and, and it's just – it seems. He's, sticking, he's using songster. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Songs. <laughs> it's neutral. Song person. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, speaking of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going on tour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope everyone will come see me. Washington, D.C. Sold out. Philadelphia, sold out. Would you call yourself a rootsy interviewer? <laughs> yeah, I would. Good. A uh, few tickets left for Boston. Uh-huh. 
with uh, Barney Frank mm-hmm. and Mission of Burma. Great. Nice. Not a bad lineup. Uh, there's uh, We just opened up some tickets. Brooklyn was sold out briefly, but we opened up a few more tickets. So that's going to be uh, 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 David Cross, Aparna Nancharla, um, uh, Tavi Gevinson, uh, and a music act, but I don't remember who it is off the – oh, Feral Munch. Yeah. Feral Munch, only my favorite rapper. Um, and uh, uh, and we're doing Make Your Thing in New York. It's going to be me. I'm going to do my talk about making independent media. And we're going to do a Q&A that's going to be led by television's David Reese. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hodgman has uh, booked an acting job. is unable mm-hmm. to do it, but the great, the great David Reese from the wonderful show uh, on television um, is doing it. I have a cold. My sentences are not coming together the way that mm-hmm. I would like them to. But bullseyetour.com, that's all this week. We just had an awesome show last night in L.A. So many people came out. It was such a blast. It was so cool. Uh, Chicano Batman was totally rock the house. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was a blast. <clears throat> so um, come out. It's going to be fun. You guys want to do momentous occasions? I'd love to do that. Sure. Okay, when something momentous happens to you, the Jordan Jesse Go listener, we have you call us at 206-984-4FUN. That's 206-984-4FUN. Best way to remember that, put it in your phone right now, 206-984-4FUN. Here's our first call. Hi, Jordan Jesse guest. Uh, I think I just witnessed a Pied Pipering. Uh, it's just a little after dark, and I hear some clapping outside, and I think, that, well, that's interesting. Someone must be having a good time. And then as it's getting closer, I hear a little march played on a flute, and I'm say, that's weird. Poke my head out, see a little kid, maybe five or six. I think he's gathered up my entire neighborhood's worth of children. They're all kind of dancing around him and clapping, and they just go marching off into the darkness. Uh, like I said, I think I just witnessed a Pied Pipering. Have a good day. Can a child Pied Piper yeah, other think, children? Yeah, I think that's the uh, – I think you're, 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 you need to be a little more precise in your terminology there. This Could just, have been a tiny man. This is just a flute gang, I think. <laughs> I think this is just a straight-up <laughs> flute gang. My favorite gang from the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. The sure, sure, yeah. The tiny children. They, yeah, very quickly killed by the baseball furies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but they're fun. You know, you guys remember – you guys don't remember this. I'm just going to tell you about it. Sure. You know how R. Kelly is uh, a credibly alleged uh, serial statutory rapist. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, after all of that had came out at, at its after that all of that was at its peak, uh, R. Kelly made this album called uh, "Happy People, You Saved Me," mm-hmm. uh, which was like one gospel album, one kind of. Uh, Steppers album, sort of R and B, old school R and B flavored album, um, and he refers to himself as the Pied Piper of R and B on the album, and that seems like a bad name for him to choose. Sure, <laughs> sure. I've just been thinking about that a lot these last fifteen years. Yeah, <laughs> like R. Kelly is not a slick dude. No. Yeah. yeah I mean, I doesn't. Isn't there? A, a speaking of shamed R and B. Songstresses, uh-huh. uh huh. Didn't isn't that a Chris Brown thing of him being accused of beating and then doing a song? You know that has the I think choruses. Chris Brown is trying to be edgy though. Oh, uh, okay. Like I think uh, R. Kelly just didn't think about it. R. Kelly just didn't think of it. He didn't Chris think Brown it through. Is trying to I think be R. Kelly's just trying to say that he's good at music. Right. Sure. 
whereas Chris Brown is is a monster. Right. Sure. He's basically a, a garbage person. Yeah. Not that R. Kelly isn't also a garbage person. Yeah. Well, it's just it's like that when, wasn't an expression of his garbage person. It's like when Michael Jackson called himself the child molester of pop. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Alleged. It's just a name. Yeah. yeah. It's just a name. Okay. Let's take another call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. My name is Eli. I'm a graphic designer and cat enthusiast from St. Louis. Today, I witnessed quite possibly the most momentous occasion I believe I will ever see. While waiting at a stoplight on my way home from work, I saw a man lounging on a mattress at a bus stop, which doesn't seem that weird. And it's not even the weirdest part of the story. So the bus comes and opens the door. He takes some straps out of his bag, and I kid you not, he straps the mattress to the bike rack on the front of the bus. The bus driver made zero attempts to stop him and actually seemed pretty cool with it. The man got on the bus and drove off. The preparation that this man had clearly put into his travel leads me to believe that he had either planned this thoroughly or he had done it before. Uh, thank you very much and have a great day. Huh. I have a question. Yeah. Does this call seem more to you mm-hmm. like a TEDx talk <laughs> or, a <laughs> or a moth, moth story yeah. slam submission? I was, getting some, I was getting some mothiness about it too. Yeah. Well, he had just he just come prepared. No, no, all. sure, and that and, you know it's he's clearly. A, I think we yeah he's clearly a good a good student. Uh, but yes, it did have the cadence of a comical storytelling type of program. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I was. I mean, I saw it. I, two, two, this reminded me of two things. I saw an amazing guy on the street on the way over here. Older guy. I don't know specifically that he was homeless, but I think he probably was. But like keeping it together. Uh, older guy. Just broad daylight sitting on the sidewalk, uh, drinking a 40 of Miller Lite and playing with a remote control car. (laughs) It was kind of – yeah, he's like, you know what? Remote control cars are fun. Yeah. It seemed really fun. And the uh, cat enthusiast part of his intro uh, made me think about the kind of unpleasant experience I had today getting a new collar for my cat. What was the problem? Well, there's a lot of – I think I've spoken about the indignity of being the – Single male cat owner. Yeah. But you go to the dog section of right. the pet store. You got a lot of a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of, you know, collars based on what kind of vibe you want to give your dog. Yeah, like my dog's collars uh, have Calvin peeing on a Ford logo. <laughs> sure, yeah, because that's – because you're a Chevy man. Yeah. You're a Chevy man yep. and you want your dogs to reflect Silverado. That. Uh-huh. My dog's Silverado and Nova. I had to get her new license. You lost her collar. She got out for a day mm. and lost her collar. Mm. She's fine. Was just hanging around the yard, but collar got off. So I needed a new license as well or a new tag with my phone number. A lot of dog options. All the cat options have diamonds and crowns. Mm-hmm. All of them. And uh, I just had to pick the least obnoxious, sparkly collar and shaped tag. You could just cool. get one that has crowns on it and get them to emboss king shit on yeah. there. Oh. But then – but the cat is a female cat and she identifies as such. I'm not putting her into a box. I asked her what pronoun she preferred. You'll give her a box to play with though, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. She wants to sit in a box. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, howdy, there weren't a lot. Where do, where do you go for masculine – or not even masculine, but just neutral cat products, I wonder? Fetish store. Fetish, yeah, yeah that's sure. That's right. Let's get black vinyl. I just – yeah, get vinyl. something that is for a smaller gimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do you have something uh, for a smaller gimp that could fit around a medium cat? Yeah. <laughs> Comes with a whip. Sure, Yeah. Mm-hmm. She gets on the couch. That's right. She gets a little whip. Do you have anything 
for cat play, <laughs> by which I mean playing with one's cat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not a fetish. Yeah. If you've got a momentous occasion for us, call us 206-9844-FUN or email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the Cold Warrior. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Glenn Weldon, two tabs. Just went back to it. Just thought I liked it. It was made me feel comfortable, so I went back. Two to tabs it. is a really good one, and we want you to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Good. Glenn Weldon, you're. Uh, if you have too many tabs, you can go to the chill out zone. Exactly. We've got some bananas Get for some you. Vitamin C. Sure. We're expecting you. We're, we're expecting you at the uh, Bullseye Show at Studio One in Washington D.C. But there's some talk that you may be having to do some paperwork for a cabin. We might be settling on a cabin outside of D.C. Do you have a cabin lifestyle? Um, not right now, but we're going to develop one, and we're going to get a car so we can go out there to the cabin. See, okay, all, so you don't have a car, piece. and you're buying a cabin. We have a car that would not get up the mountain, so we need a car that can. So okay, so we're what? Are... Basically, becoming lesbians is basically the short answer. <laughs> is what's happening. Well, they made for life. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm thinking of swans. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. So what kind of what kind of are we talking about a snow situation? Yeah, we're talking about a snow situation. We're also talking about gravel roads and whatnot. Johnny yeah. cakes. Uh, it's going to get some Johnny cakes. We're going <laughs> to grill. We're going to. We saw. We went out to see this uh, cabin. We saw a bear. Uh, wow. Loping up the side of the mountain, uh, about the size of uh, you and me. The uh, animal. The animal. Yes. Wow. <laughs> let's let's clarify. Yeah, it was awesome. I don't know. You could be in a gay cabin community. That's true. It's true. And That's probably of, something. There are gay enclaves, enclaves out there somewhere, but uh, I haven't found them yet. Just found this just bear. Uh, now, if you don't have a, a, a stench. Were you threatened by it? Nope. Okay. Nope. But it was It's awesome. very brave of you. Do yeah. you like nature? Um, it doesn't necessarily like me, uh, <laughs> but uh, I like – Especially them skeeters. Oh, boy. There's a, uh, a porch to look out on and, and uh, hiking and whatnot. Uh, it's going to be an adjustment. <laughs> okay. Does your partner like uh, uh, nature stuff? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Husband? I'm looking at your left hand. Husband? Yep. Does your husband like nature stuff? Yeah, but he also likes uh, – This is a really major purchase you're going into mm-hmm. given how ambivalent you are <laughs> about the entire lifestyle surrounding it, Glenn. Well, I mean the thing is we got a nice cabin that we're going to stay inside of and look out at the nature. Sure. So read a book. Man. Read a book. Uh, got a wood-burning stove. Yep. Put some wood in there. Gotta put some wood in there. And, now, you and... mentioned that you're going to grill. Yeah. Will you also be chilling? Uh, <laughs> we will be grilling and chilling. Great. I expect nothing less. We will endeavor to be Ilan. Yeah, well. yeah, I mean, ideally. What are you going to you going to get like a, a, a like a big brown dog? We have a big brown dog. Oh, great. So you're all set. We, oh, you should have started with that. Oh, we're going to take our big brown dog up to the cabin. Yeah. That's He uh loves it out there. Uh did not like the bear. Bear freaked him the fuck out. Yeah, oh, I yeah, believe yeah, it. Yeah, They're yeah. natural enemies. Yes, I can yeah. <laughs> nothing a bear hates more than a big brown dog. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, give me a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw a, a – I, I was in Griffith Park today and saw a coworker with his family. They had a big brown dog. Mm-hmm. Big brown dog. Very excited to see a new person. Really fun. And I usually really – like really enjoy petting a new dog. Mm-hmm. But I was – I think I really needed it today. Yeah. You know, I really after needed all that it. Cat drama. Yeah. Oh boy! But this has this was after, okay. so I was stressing out about having to get this new collar, sure. where I was going to go, if they would have something that wouldn't make me look like a 
90-year-old aunt. <laughs> and instead of just petting the dog, I hugged the dog and said, I love you. I love you. And then realized that yeah. this is the first time I had met this coworker's family, the first time I had met this dog. Uh, and now I feel weird about seeing him on Monday. Yeah. Nah, you're yeah. awesome. Yeah. You won. It's great. Yeah. Open-hearted. It's good. I, I think it came off as unhinged. No. I think I just needed it, though. I think I, you know, maybe if, um, if I'm going to be raw here, which I know you guys <laughs> like and the audience likes. And I demand rawness. A little bit of a tough week. Bring me the real. A little bit of a tough week. Mm-hmm. And I think I just needed to hug a dog and tell it that I loved it. Mm-hmm. But it was weird that it was in front of a coworker who I'm pleasant with, but not friends with. And his whole family. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Did you see anything in the dog's eyes? Not necessarily reciprocation, but like a little bit of worry? Uh, yeah, he, he, pulled, he, pull, he pulled away. <laughs> pulled away. <laughs> yes, he was lustfully looking at me like <laughs> Clippy. <laughs> like Clippy with narrowed eyes. <laughs> and an erect tong. Oh. Prong? Tine. Let's go with Tine. Tine? Tine. Tine is good. I like Tine. Um, his dick is a Tine. Glenn, can yeah. I, I want to talk to you briefly about this, about this cabin thing here. Yep. So I've uh, my family has also been thinking about acquiring some sort of cabin home mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because we went on a vacation and it was so hard. We were just like, God, what if we just had a cabin we went to instead of going on vacation forever? Mm-hmm. And um, and my wife's family all loves that stuff. They all want to come use the cabin. So you know, you know spread the spread the financial burden a little bit, but. Um, Here's my interest in the cabin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care for nature especially. Um, uh, my two things that I'm interested in doing at the cabin is uh, extended meal cooking. Mm-hmm. Just where at the end of it, just like lots of different people are like really grateful that I made spaghetti or whatever. Because like what the nice thing about the cabin is you don't have to make a nice meal. Mm-hmm. You can just make a pile of something. Mm-hmm. But if it's a nice thing, it's good. That's yep. number one. But the main thing is interior design. Mm-hmm. My primary interest in acquiring a cabin is then to acquire Pendleton mm-hmm. blankets, basically. <laughs> sure. So you're going to steer into the skid and get the giant stuffed bear and the and the antlers and the yeah. Well, here's the thing. So I used to live in a kind of like a brown craftsman. Oh. You know, like everything was all brown, and there was a lot of, you know, there was a big fireplace and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now all my taxidermy. And uh, my various <laughs> trophies, <laughs> all these things seem out of place. Right. You know what I mean? And I, wa- I got to I bring them up to the cabin. Maybe get a ping pong table. Sure. This all sounds good. This all sounds like uh, you've already made this decision. Yeah, pretty good. Where do you go? Where would it be outside of L.A., though? You go, you go north. Man, you can't go for an hour. If you go for an hour, you're buying an eight hundred thousand dollar cabin. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, you go you go north towards the uh, uh, Sequoia National Forest. Oh, that makes sense. Somewhere up there. Mm-hmm. I've never been there before. <laughs> I want to make that point. <laughs> Probably just buy some real estate, though. Yeah. <laughs> Here, uh, hey, place I've never been. Uh, here's all my money, <laughs> every penny I have. Here's my retirement and my kids' college yep. fund. <laughs> Look, I've got the flannel. So yeah, just set me up. Glenn, I'm glad you mentioned that. The outfits that I'm going to wear at this cabin, totally. you guys. Yep. <laughs> I was try- How I was- will they differ from your normal outfits? Well, they're going to be- Which look like you're in a cabin. Woolier. They're <laughs> yeah. going to be oh, woolier. Yeah. Well, made woolier, woolier sure. yeah. yeah, I mean, I live here in Los Angeles. I can't I can wear my woolier mm-hmm. cabin garb. Sure. I have to wear my lighter weight cabin garb. Mm-hmm. Glenn, I'm glad that, I'm glad that you're forging a path for people 
uh, foolishly investing all their money yep. in cabins yep. who don't even really like nature that to much. Be fair, it means a lot to, to me. Be fair. We've been going out with our friends to this neck of the woods, literally neck of the woods, uh, hmm. for 10, 15 years. So we, and we've always thought if we find an A-frame that's on a mountain, we'll, we're going to do it. And we found one. If you're looking for an A-frame, have you thought about just buying an old IHOP? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll still be such a stash of boysenberry syrup. There's a lot of Waffle Houses out there. No yeah, yeah, yeah. No. IHOP country, or it's Waffle House country. country. Okay, guys. We've had a lot of fun on this week's Jordan Jesse Go. I've made it all the way through without losing my voice, which I'm very proud of. Glenn Weldon, of course, one of the co-hosts of the Pop Culture Happy Hour, one of our favorite podcasts. Um, The the spiritual mother of Pop Rocket, our own Pop Rocket, Um, uh, the home of some of our most beloved past Jordan Jesse Go guests. I guess just Linda and, and Glenn <laughs> so far. Uh, but, you know, we're going to... Yeah, fuck off, Stephen Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Who's great. Yeah, I got yes. to meet recently and it was really fun. I told so Stephen Thompson... What a lovely man. I told Stephen Thompson that I, I really uh, that it really meant a lot to me to read his writing in the AV Club when I was in high school. And oh, I think it freaked him out. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he got upset. Uh, he, he doesn't get upset when he ha- gets attention. Let me just put it that way. Uh, yeah. Okay. He was pleased, I'm okay. sure. Okay. I admire Stephen Thompson very much. Um, uh, yeah, so check out the Pop Culture Happy Hour. Our producer laughing in the background, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez, the newly married man. Um, uh, shit. Yeah, I'm on tour, bullseyetour.com all this week. Buy your tickets. Come out to the show. It's going to be a real blast. And uh, follow us on Twitter, at Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris. And uh, talk about the show on Reddit, MaximumFun.reddit.com. And on Facebook, there's a great Maximum Fun group where there's a lot of fun chat. Mm-hmm. There's a Jordan Jesse Go page you can follow. All kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> That's just some just a few ideas, fun suggestions, a few ideas. Let's say you need a dog to hug and tell you love it. <laughs> Check out MaximumFun.org's sure. show, Can I Pet Your Dog? Yeah. Which yeah, right. is that a seems breakout like a, yeah, hit. I probably, a breakout hit. I probably should have saved that. It's a backdoor pilot, them, yeah. But yeah. yeah. There we go. Okay. Is That's it all okay fun. to hug a dog? Next, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.